Oh, sir, I don't like it. lovelies welcome to episode 170 of no sir pod this is the first ever live no sir pod in existence was recorded at the world famous comedy store in los angeles at the sunset strip with my incredible guest ron funches i was so happy i was able to do this you know as a lot of venues are hurting right now so is the comedy store so it was cool that i was able to create some content so they could peddle some drinks to some folks on the patio while being safe and uh, it, it was so much goddamn fun, man. I, holy shit, what a good time. Uh, make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast. I got a Patreon if you want to throw some money at me. Patreon.com slash NoSirPod. Make sure you're following me at the funny Carmen at NoSirPod at Ron Funches, of course. Hope you guys are having a good week. Enjoy this episode, baby. Hi. Oh, hello, everybody. Oh, shit. That's right. We're live right now. Um, I am here. I'm Carmen Morales, by the way. This is a the first ever live No Sir I Don't Like It podcast, No Sir Pod for short. And I'm joined with the incredible, oh my God, I gotta stop, I gotta stop talking. Um, with my, <laughs> uh, Ron Funches, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, round of Thank applause so for Ron much. Funches. Yeah. It's already a great podcast. <laughs> I got several uh, different strains of weed and mushrooms that I didn't have before I got here. <laughs> and I can see football out the corner of my eyes and still talk and have a yeah, podcast. Exactly. <laughs> I try to keep it positive in a different way. And by that, I mean, I just provide a good time. It's all about fun for me, um, which is great because that's also in your name. It is. Fun. And you are all about fun, which I absolutely adore. And, um, and you've like you're one of the comedians like throughout this entire last six months everybody's been going through shit. You're one that I actually go to for it because I've been every a lot of other people's like, oh dude, how you stay so positive? You do mm. everything so positive. Mm. And then I'm like, yeah. And then I go to you, and because you <laughs> you've been able to maintain like a positive even through like going um you know through ups and downs of your own shit, and you mm-hmm. you've also. Had a lot of big things happen. You just got, uh, you just got married. Yeah, and uh, the wedding looked beautiful. And I thought a wedding during something like this wouldn't be, and it looked great. And uh, like, so you got love. You got a lot of cool projects going on. Like, dude, like this is great. Yeah, I mean, it's not the worst. I, I, I kind of like, I thrive in chaos, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I just kind of dig into it and been enjoying the the positives of all of this spending more time with my family um just gave me a chance to be more grateful like just coming into this room and and kind of taking my time to step on the stage again and and just being here and being like man i'm so lucky that i've progressed to a point in my career that they even own like that people know me when i walk in here yeah that makes me feel very good and um yeah i mean that's just my whole whole mindset since as a teenager and in my comedy is finding the positives and negative situations and my wedding was no different it wasn't exactly what we wanted but you know you, you have a pandemic wedding is a great excuse not to invite racist family members 
<laughs> keep it cheap. Sorry, and... Jim. <laughs> yeah. Go home and enjoy life. Besides, if they're ra- I feel like if they're racist, then there's also the element of like them not like not being progressive enough where they probably wouldn't even be taking any kind of safety precautions necessary anyways. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't want that. So like the pandemic helps sometimes. Also, it's just both ways, you know, because then it's like I would have racist family members on my side and she would have on her side. Mm-hmm. And they would just start fighting each other. <laughs> it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. You don't need a riot at your wedding. There's no. been plenty of them. Yeah. <laughs> There's been plenty of them. You don't need one at the wedding as well. By the way, if you're listening and you don't know, we are recording live right now at the world famous comedy store in the Sunset Strip. Um, so that is what Ron's referring to. We are performing right now in the original room. Um, which is, this is where all of our heroes have performed, on this very stage that we're sitting right next to. And I worked here for years. I love this place. Um, I always have. And uh, and so it's exciting. It's as exciting. And, and that's the other thing, too, is, like, they're also a bar that's trying to survive during this. Mm-hmm. And the thing that, like, helps them is having content for people to consume while they're here, um, not just the football game. So it's also... Like, I'm trying to give back to this place that's given me all this wonderful stage time, you know? Yeah, but to be honest, the football game seems like the bigger draw tonight. No, for sure. Absolutely. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, most things are a bigger draw than my podcast. (laughs) Well, I've been learning that with myself. That was also one of the things, like, we're putting on that show that we did together. I was... Like Titus was like, you know, how many tickets do you think you could sell? And I was like, well, it's ten dollars and it's worldwide. Yes. I could sell like ten thousand tickets. <laughs> yeah. And I know, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> not even a half that. Amount. By the way, that was such a rad experience because that was like the first time uh in, in that I got to do stand up comedy in front of people. And it was a safe environment. There was like there was like ten people all spread out, and they were wearing masks their whole time. And we still got to hear those beautiful laughs um, while not having the crippling guilt afterwards that you got somebody sick. So, yeah. also thank you for that for being able to <laughs> make that shit happen because uh, I needed it. That was like that's like I've been doing the Zoom shows and uh, you've done them, and uh, th- that's a great methadone uh, for me. But yeah. this was the first time I'd gotten that pure that uncut. Shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt straight up like a damn junkie, dude. Afterwards, I was like, "Oh, this is the this is that high that I've been wanting yeah, this no, whole time." It was real nice. It was the first time I felt like that, you know, since March myself. Mm-hmm. So it was it was awesome and just kind of. Uh, Feeling like you belong, you know, because it's like, well, I haven't done this in months, but I still like my rhythm's coming back. My jokes are coming back Mm -hmm. and I'm not remembering everything. But like, I'm like, oh, this is I am good at this. This is what I meant. Yeah. My purpose is still uh, active. Yeah. Yeah, Which has been the biggest part of uh, the different different dealing with the uh, mental warfare of all of this is kind of having what it feels like the thing that you fought for your whole life to get, you know, and, just to and get here and then be like, Oh, that doesn't, uh, doesn't it, it's an essential. Yeah. <laughs> but what I've noticed though, is it, it, it may not be like, sure. We may not be needed, but what, what I've learned is people still want us. And that's a nice feeling um, is like, especially like um, from doing that show with you and hearing people talk about your podcast and talk about the show. And, and it, always after I do a zoom show, people are still like, dude, this, I needed this. And I didn't know I needed this. And um, and that's something that I, I think is really uh, cool. Like, it's like, oh, OK, I yeah, it's it's it's, it's good what I do. It's still there's yeah, purpose. No, mental health, <laughs> stress release, um, entertainment, just 
providing joy, providing escapism is is what well, might not be necessary is highly valuable, and I think that's um, what I was learning from from all of this is not only to just take my part of it, where like oh I like when people like me and then they give me <laughs> free shit, and, right? And, you know, and which was good it happened today. Uh, I wanted you, I wanted you to you know be reminiscent of how things were before, which is when you do something cool or you do a show or something. There's free weed. There's like. People's always palming you something, you know, somebody yeah. hands you a $100 bill or something. You're like, wow, that's nice. Yeah, but there's nice just like, you know, I think in being a parent and learning, like, you know, you don't need a thank you for everything. You don't need a um, a, a prize or a dessert with everything. You just kind of do it because you, that's your job. That's what you're supposed yeah. to do. Yeah. That was the other thing that I came to the realization of is that I don't hate people as much as I guess I thought I did mm -hmm. um, in that, like... Well, there goes your whole premise of your podcast. I know. <laughs> well, it's not hate. It's just things that you don't like, you know? Mm -hmm. it's uh, Hate's usually a pretty strong word. Like I mean, except for, like, you know, like uh, some people really hate raisins, and I don't understand why. I've always been a fan. But uh, it's a, it, to me, it's always funny to see when, um, when people are passionate about, like, something innocuous like that. And just get the same kind of hatred. <laughs> nah, I grew up during the California raisin days, so I can't. Me too. Like a soulful <laughs> group of people. Yeah, they taught me about one of my favorite genres of music. How could I hate raisins? Get yeah. out of here. Oh. <laughs> have you found anything that uh, in this in this entire thing that uh, you you have like hated not hated on, but necessarily, but like found difficult to navigate or? Um, just something in particular, like, are you tired of cooking? Are you like, what are you, what's the thing? Like, after six months, you're like, fuck that thing. I'm uh, just tired of not traveling. I'm tired of being in the same place for that long, which sounds weird, you know. But yeah, I used to leave in a place two or three times a month. So yeah, for me to kind of be home for five, six months straight is difficult for me. It's different for me, and um, I, I miss it. I miss it a lot. And like having a hard time deal with that because I, I just kind of like having friends in different areas and having people that I was used to meeting once or twice a year but I could count on seeing them. Yeah. That, you know, was part of the, of the coolness of doing the show online and, and live streaming is seeing some of those people, you know, but it doesn't, it's not the same as like, you know, you do a show, you hit it off with some people and then you just go into their house and smoking weed and hang yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's a very big difference than seeing somebody on a laptop screen. Um, that's been a huge difficulty for me as well, because I used to go out for months at a time. You know, like I lived out of a Saturn for six years. Like I love I'm a nomad, dude. That was part of it. This is the most I've ever been in one place. And uh, it's been like hard. Like I get antsy. Like I'm just like, I'm going to put everything in my car and get the fuck out of here. Or um, like it's been <laughs> like I just want to be anywhere else even though i love like i love my place i love where i live i have no no interest in vacating mm -hmm. but at the same time i just want to move i just want to see a different place yeah i love la i love living in los angeles but nothing makes you appreciate it quite like leaving because <laughs> even then you still get like nothing's cooler than me than when you leave la for a little bit and you go to a diner and you you buy a meal and you get a receipt and you're just like what twenty dollars for, Wait for, for all this? Table? <laughs> <laughs> this is like four grand in Los Angeles. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's nice to be able to have an affordable meal. Well, that and also like that's a classic like I don't think people even realize that's a classic Los Angeles trope where um, it was like, oh, it was so great to get out, get out of L.A. And then it's just like, I'm so glad I'm back. Those two statements are always so in close conjunction with each other. Um, And but yeah, I, I, uh, I miss moving around so much. Being on the go, just just bouncing around. I do miss it. Yeah, me too. Is there, uh, is there anything else that you done? You had anything that you got any kind of pet peeves? I mean, I mean, I got a lot. (laughs) I'm not just walking around just full sunshine all day. (laughs) I don't enjoy. (laughs) Like what? Tell me what in what general area do you want to do? Okay, like um, like like if you're in, say you go to a place. And what's the worst archetype of person that's going to bum you out? Like, say you go, go to your favorite restaurant and mm. your service is incredible, everything's, and then and then a type of person gets sat next at the table next to you. Mm-hmm. What's going to make you go get the fuck out of here the most? I mean, you think just as a comedian, it's just like people who aren't funny that think they're funny. Oof, you know, people yeah. who are repeating old phrases mm-hmm. like their joke like, that's oh, what she said guys clown. <laughs> yeah yeah the company clown and you're just like you're just you just watched the hangover more than that <laughs> you can't just repeat lines and now you're the coolest like no that pisses me off so much those my my least favorite type of person i mean you know straight out racist yeah that's pretty bad but that that's far in between socially though even socially you get often you get people who are like i'm the funny guy i'm in this mm-hmm. or even when i go out to eat with them and they know i'm a comedian then they'll they're competitive you they know, try you to turn it on like too that? much like the radio mm-hmm. show yeah people in the morning show people who don't want to shine that you shine Dude. they want to f- compete with you i hate that which no. sucks because it, and, and what i noticed about those type of people is they always think because they're louder they're funnier so then if you're like subtle or if you're doing any kind of like fun little quiet you know uh you want to do a sniper line that's one of my favorites when when everybody's the chaos and then you come in with the the really witty quip and then everybody loses their shit that's a that's a great social move to do um but yeah those people ne- never get, pick up on that and it's always like it's a very bull in china shop on how to be entertaining and it's too much most of the time and um and i, I you think you find it a lot online lately that's my one of my these fair things on Twitter is when you make a joke or something and then people all you go through the replies and it's all like that ain't it chief that ain't it chief that ain't it chief like yeah. can you just come up with your own way of saying you don't like something or like or just come up with your own fucking tweet that's entertaining like yeah. you're the one that's still consuming my media like I didn't I didn't go looking for your shit like that's always the other thing too is everybody thinks they're a fucking expert and it's because because since comedy is subjective or whatever it's and everybody thinks that they are an expert in it and they are sorely mistaken (laughs) most people aren't funny and you know who i absolutely adore though i adore the people who acknowledge that and go i'm not fucking funny i don't know i don't you you do the thing i could never do what you like those people i appreciate like well i'm funny sometimes but i can't do it on demand like you yeah that's that's respect there's a lot of people i mean there's people in my family that are just like they think they're in Hollywood. They think they're involved in this. And it's just, you don't do shit. Like, you were in, in the background of a fucking real housewife fucking episode. You didn't, you're not out here. And then they're like, ah, I'm getting out of L.A. It's dead. It's like, no, you you were never in here. 
Yeah, just the great delusion. I'm sorry you took an acting class once, but that doesn't mean just because you're a professional extra that <laughs> that doesn't With mean no disrespect to extras. But no like fucking ah. But also, like, I'm just saying, if you're getting a $64 a day rate, like, why are you? Is it's unnecessary for you to try to flex on anybody or talk or talk to anybody about like, yeah, what are you bragging about? Yeah, I don't know what you're bragging. About. <laughs> We're in the background of a Gap commercial. You can catch me if you look at 26 seconds to 27.5 seconds. <laughs> catch your boy. Yeah, dude, if you got to tell people the timestamp <laughs> in a 30-second commercial, like, <laughs> it's probably, you probably should pad the resume a little bit more before you start bragging about it. Yeah. Um, that Because that was, I had the opposite experience of that because when I was doing extra work, I always had people hit me up and then I would go, oh, yeah. Because to me, it was just like I was collecting money because I, I didn't have a way to make money in L.A. yet. So like everybody else, you either your audience for ridiculousness or something like that, or you're an extra. And I was an extra in uh, Grownish, which was a spinoff of Blackish. Mm-hmm. And I can't I can't even remember how many people like over the next year or two that it, once it aired were like, were you in? And I was like, I was asleep at a desk. Like, I wasn't in it. I didn't say anything. I looked at a teacher, mm-hmm. uh, like, uninterested. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but, but that's the fun. That's the pro wrestling of this job. Like, you, mm-hmm. you let them decide of, like, what's cool. People, like, some things my wife always talks about because she didn't know much because she's from Canada and stuff. And she just, I would tell her, like, She's like, well, how much did you get for this? And I was like, I don't know, like three hundred dollars. She's like, I thought you would get like twenty grand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like twenty twenty grand. No, nah, I'm gonna need to be doing. I'm gonna be doing more. I'm mm-hmm. gonna be doing more than that. Um, or a lot, lot less. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Sometimes you don't gotta do much at all for twenty grand <laughs> out here. That's true. I, well, I think that's probably what those Real Housewives are getting right per episode. Oof, man. Uh, sometimes I don't, I don't even like to think about that. Like how there's, there's so much money in this. Like I do like Los Angeles, but I don't like how close it is to a third world country Mm -hmm. and that the disparity of wealth is like Mm -hmm. so ridiculous. Like you go to Skid Row, you go downtown, you go to like fucking East LA. There's so much ridiculous homelessness. And then you'll see nine Teslas drive by all of those people. (laughs) It's just so crazy. It's a crazy city. To live in and, and it's also been even crazier now because so many people have moved like mm-hmm. there's been like a mass exodus i um, love it yeah that's not a thing that i hate i love it. <laughs> like get the fuck out yeah. <laughs> please i like being able to travel everywhere and get there in 25 minutes yeah it's great coming out here today i was like shit I this isn't bad yeah, yeah. no it's, it's chill out here i was freaking out i was like oh man am i gonna be late and then i was like oh oh no this is okay even with traffic, it's it was only like twenty five miles. Like, yeah, this is nice. I I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Plus, um, I just like it makes me feel like we're in a dystopia. Like we're just like the Warriors or Mad Max. We're just like I'm not going nowhere. Fuck, you ain't getting rid I'm of me. Fucking fight you on the fucking Thunderdome. <laughs> just beat the shit out of you. I already put a metal grate in the front of my car. My yeah. Mazda is now a weapon. I'm out here. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere, and my fucking car runs off of your blood. <laughs> I'm spray paint like gold and silver spray paint in my mouth, dude. I'm ready for this. <laughs> oh, oh man. So give me something else. What's something else that bothers the shit out of that? Like annoys you? Like, or do you have like one of those things 
this might be an OCD thing, but um, a friend of mine, uh, Kendra, always used to, if, she, if you had like a stray hair on you, mm-hmm. even if you were a stranger, she would want to take it off. Mm-hmm. It would like upset, the presence of it would be upset. Like for me, like I'm a big pimple popper as mm-hmm. well. So if you have a zit in a very like visible place, uh, like I, re- I remember a, an ex-boyfriend tried to get me to not be mad at him because he's like, hey, look, I got this, I got this big ass pimple right here. Do you want to pop it? And I'm like, well, yes. <laughs> like, mm, that's a story you should have kept private. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happy that you feel comfortable with me. Like uh, I don't really have stuff like that. I mean, I think the last time I got pissed about something like that, it's just, I don't like unstylish motherfuckers. You know, I just don't mm-hmm. like it when people aren't putting any effort at all in their style. We were watching 90 Day Fiance and Marcel and, and Anna were about to get married and that motherfucker had his collars all unpopped through his 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 jacket. Oh, I was like, somebody come out there and pop that, put that collar under that man's jacket, <laughs> under his sport coat. That pisses me off. Well, then it's also like, do you not have any women in your life? Because they're the ones that will go, oh, hey, your collars, you fix your thing. That's you, you know. That's and true. That was my whole life growing up. Yeah, you were constantly being fixed to look mm-hmm. your absolute best. And I think that's also a sign that somebody gives a shit about you as well. Like, I I hate it when if you have something in your teeth, nobody says it to you. Yeah, it's like, how many, fr- how, how many friends, how many friends are, how many fake friends do you have? Mm-hmm. Like, like, nobody Nobody in your circle. Yeah, it is another thing I hate truly. It's just like when friends don't feel you can't talk shit. Like I love talking shit. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes the more you get into this business, people won't quit talking shit. And they're like, I think one time I got an argument with in a comedian because I was like, oh, I was just tweeting not about them, but I was like, oh, they're doing a great job, but this show sucks. This show is right. horrible. Da, 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 which is kind of rude, you know. I'm not, but still, you're but ball busting. Like I was just you have no, ma- no, yeah, it's yeah. not malicious. And then they were like, "Well, you, your show sucks," and I wasn't talking shit about you. And I was like, "Why didn't you?" Yeah, you like, could have. I welcome it. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I wasn't fucking delusional. I didn't think we were making a fucking masterpiece. You don't have to spare my feelings. <laughs> so a lot of people have done projects for paychecks. Like that's part of this game. There's been so many talented uh, actors and comedians who have done things that sucked because they were getting paid to do that thing that sucked. You know, you're only allowed to be, you're only allowed to have your integrity once you can afford to, once you hmm. can afford to pick the things that you can do. You know, if you really need that money, you're going to do the thing. Like yeah. you're just going to do the thing, whether the project, when you read, the, I can't tell you how many people have, have read a script and are like, this is fucking awful, <laughs> but we yeah. start filming tomorrow. <laughs> I'm getting better there. I'm getting closer to that. Yeah. <laughs> because it has to be a pretty good size check for me to be like, okay, this sucks. I'll do it. <laughs> right now I'm pretty good at like, no, I'll, I'll do something that I like that doesn't pay well. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like, that's also a beautiful, uh, I think that's also a nice luxury to get to where you're like, ah, they don't have the money to do this, but this is well. Can't hear, oh, they had to talk from there? Oh, no. Can't hear anything. Can't hear anything. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know. Uh, that's good instant feedback, though. <laughs> we're, only a, we're only a significant amount of time in to find out that they can't hear us out on the patio. But uh, that's all right. We still appreciate you guys listening. That's very nice. Um, oh, now you can. Oh, now Beautiful. they can. Oh, there you oh. go. Look at that. Well, we were talking shit about each and every one of you individually. This whole time, we were talking so much shit about every single one. We were roasting everybody one by one on the patio. <laughs> so, um, let's get into something else. Tell me something else that you don't like. 
<laughs> right as you take vague questions. <laughs> Like them. <laughs> okay, fine. Name, social security number, address of a motherfucker that you hate. <laughs> you don't like. I do, dude. Like, but that's the thing that I think has has been lost in our art form. Is I think you should used to be able to just talk shit and nobody took it seriously, especially if it was somebody that you knew or knew that somebody that fucked with you at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, but now because of every how everything is consumed. Like, no, nothing like if you you have to do so much verbal gymnastics in a, in text form in order to get people to understand that you're joking, unless people already know your voice and are already familiar with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're not, then it's just like, well, that could have meant this. And like, yeah, it could have meant a lot of things, but, but that isn't what I meant it. That's what I like about right now is like it just feels like, you know, who knows if when I'll ever see anybody again. So I just can talk shit freely. Like, fuck you. <laughs> what are you going to do? You don't got anything going on right now. So let's fuck. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to be afraid of? Anybody? Yeah. <laughs> who am I supposed to be afraid of right now? Yeah, you're barely leaving your house. You're yeah. not a threat to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> fuck you. You. I'm do you deliver my Amazon Prime deliveries? That's the only <laughs> motherfucker I care about right now. But see, even that people are like, you shouldn't be going to Amazon because the Jeff Bezos is a multi-billionaire. I don't know that motherfucker. <laughs> I never met him in my life. Who has? I don't know. I don't think a lot of people have. I, I bet Kanye. Has. I bet. Oh, I bet you he has. Yeah. 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 Kanye for sure. I think he might be animatronic and he's just owned like he's like a, an actual puppet that's owned by somebody else. Mm-hmm. You, I have, guess I hate that. I don't like how people are you uh, uh, abusing someone's like Kanye's mental health right now in order to like fuck, try to fuck up an election. I don't like that at all. Oof, uh, you want to talk about yeah, it? No, you ask me what no, no, I don't no, no, like. No, no, it's very true. I'm on board is what I'm saying is like there is a few things with mental illness that I'm that infuriates me. Oh, one is the glorification of it. Like how everybody loves how crazy you are until you kill yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Or they love how crazy you are, and then they start instead of wanting you to get better, they it, it becomes like a oh it's okay. Like they try to enable it as mm-hmm. opposed to encouraging you to improve your life in any way, shape, or form. Like that shit drives me absolutely insane. Um, and also the the fact like everybody knows that Kanye is bipolar. He's talked about it in several albums, and <laughs> everybody knows that. So then when he's like. When it came out, his hardcore fans, they were just like, it's just Kanye. He'll be fine. There's an album coming out. Like, there was a lot of that. And then there were some people that were writing him off because he's crazy. And that, so there was a lot of narratives that were going on that were uh, annoying to read. Uh, which one in speci- specifically are you talking about? Um, I mean, what just annoys me is just that, you know, that they use him as a pawn, a kind of like the Republican Party in order to way the black vote because they think we're fucking idiots that will vote for Kanye West uh, just because he puts out dope albums and is from Chicago and then they're using his fucking poor mental health to just do that and so it, to me it's very disrespectful and, and just kind of shitty to be like ah oh, they're fucking idiots they'll fucking vote for yeah, Kanye. Yeah that is inherently racist dude that's inherently if you think an entire people is dumb enough to do a thing not only that is uh, but then some of it's happening <laughs> <laughs> well that, that, <laughs> yeah the um 
the other thing about the the Kanye situation is I, I don't remember if you rem- remember when he was talking about how he was he wore the MAGA hat or the MAGA hat and got to talk to Trump and stuff. And then he came out later that it was all like he was just being manipulative, like he just wanted to get somebody out of jail or somebody pardoned. So he was just acting like he was cool with him so he could get to talk to him. That's like a, what this is like a mystery movie, right? Like, I, so I was curious to say, like, what, if you thought that was real or if you thought that that was him covering himself, his d- previous decision up. That sounds like, I mean, just something somebody says when people are mad at you. <laughs> I'd also yeah, like, like to I'm, hope I'm playing the player. Yeah. <laughs> As a player, though, uh, that is a great move. <laughs> yeah, <sure>. it is. <laughs> So uh, that's I want to believe that that's what it is, uh, but I don't know. But I don't know what the real answer is, obviously. So I was just curious what you thought. Um, the uh, <laughs> speaking of the election, are you? Uh, where are you at? Are you tired of hearing about it? Are you? Um, I was tired of hearing about it three years ago. Yeah, yeah. it's been. This has been un- like unlike any other, and I like I was very well uh, alive during the Bush administration. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I wasn't dead. I didn't take. I didn't clock out. I, like that I didn't you. coma for a few years. Um, but it's never been like this, where it's just we've been drowning in it, and uh, and it's hard to not be infuriated uh, as well. By I, I mean, I don't find it hard just because it's like to me, there's just no point in like probably know your decision by now. You yeah. Know? So like to me, it's just like. When people are like watching the conventions and shit, I got a bunch of friends always watching the RNC and mm-hmm. just tweeting and getting pissed. And I was like, why the fuck are you? Was something going to sway your mind? Was there something that you were watching this for? But then I remember that I watch every episode of WCW Thunder in the late 90s. And I would just get angry and yell at why fucking Jeff Jarrett was champion <laughs> and shit. And I was like, oh, this is the same exact thing. Yeah, I hate watching. I mean, that's the. I think that's part of... Uh, why reality television thrives, right? I mean, yeah, you know, I, I hate you... half the people in 90 Day Fiance, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that Ooh, are like toddlers and heroes and all the fucking, yeah, it's just you just watch people act stupid and they're like, oh, thank God I'm not that person. I hate Tanya. <laughs> Has that been mainly what you've been watching this time? Watch a lot of 90 Day, yeah. We watch me, it's my wife's and I, that's our show at night. Mm-hmm. Like, or, or, and also at lunch, we'll have a bad picnic, mm-hmm. uh, eat some sandwiches in bed, and we'll watch a full episode of 90 Day Fiance. You have a bed picnic? Yeah. Oh, nice. So, so do you like, wait, do you like lay down in bed, or do you guys like sit up and like have a blanket on your blankets mm-hmm. and then have like, a little sit? Yeah, exactly. okay, okay. That you have like part. a proper picnic. A little bed picnic. We got an eating blanket. We got an uh, <laughs> iPad throne pillow that sits on, and we just watch 90 Day for fucking ever. <laughs> great. We watched uh, Breaking Bad. That was good. Um, to rewatch that. Uh, so you guys have both seen the whole day. thing or did one have one of no, you? No, we both seen the whole thing. Uh-huh. She, she refuses. That's actually a thing that is one of my pet peeves. She refuses to watch anything that I've already watched. Uh, why? But I don't know. You don't care. Sometimes you're like, no, 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 I'll watch it again. I just want to share this with you. Yes. <laughs> also, <laughs> she refuses to watch any cartoons. And that's like, I mean, how are you going to be in my fucking life? Oh, my gosh. Not, she practically you don't watch are a part- cartoon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You, you live a with a cartoon. <laughs> and you don't want to watch Paddington too? 
I mean, the sequel is probably not as good as the original. But the sequel is excellent. What the fuck are you talking about, Carmen? The first time I'm pissed off at you. The sequel is better than it has any right to be. It was like Back to the Future 2, where the sequel was better than the original? Yes. Wow. The sequel is Man, the I, better I movie. Dropped the, I dropped the ball. I should have you seen the sequel? Too. No. Okay, you were just talking out of your ass. I was, because, I mean, the law of averages says Paddington 2 is probably bad. Wow, I knew you didn't watch it when you said that <laughs> bullshit. Wow, just because well, you now were I hosting, the, I, now I got to know, I'm un, I'm uncertain in our relationship. <laughs> I thought you were an honest person who would tell me your a- actual feelings, and you just made a quip, quip about a Paddington 2, which is a bona fide classic that you have not fucking seen. You better go home and watch it tonight. <laughs> I will watch it. I will. And, that uh, prison scene? <laughs> I don't want to give it away. Prison scene? There's a yep. prison scene? They put Paddington in jail. Damn. Okay, okay, now I'm interested. You got it. Fine. Mm-hmm. It's um, about the prison system. <laughs> Man, I didn't know I didn't know Paddington was so socially con- conscious. It's legit. It's, it's probably a top five of one of my favorite movies. Really? <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Hope you guys are enjoying the first ever live No Sir Pod recorded at the world famous Comedy Store on the Sunset Strip in Los Angeles. Make sure you guys are subscribed. Follow us on the assorted social media at No Sir Pod, at The Funny Carmen. Make sure you're following Ron Funches at Ron Funches and listen to his podcast called Getting Better. It's incredible. He starts with positive affirmations that I think everybody could use these days. I got a Patreon if you want to throw some money at me, patreon.com slash no sir pod. Email me, no sir pod at gmail.com. There is no gripe of the week this week. Make sure you guys are listening for next week. Janae Burris will be my guest. Now, let's get back to some shit we don't like. I'm a huge fan of uh, of animation and watch. Like, I've always been, like, my, uh, my, li- like my, li- my ambassador through this entire experience has been nothing but cartoons. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever I legitimately want to disconnect, it's cartoons only. Like, if I'm, if I'm on acid, if I'm on mushrooms, I know I will have a good time if I put a bunch of tunes on because mm-hmm. then I get to be one. Yeah, um, that's one of my jokes about I don't watch news. I watch Rugrats because that's better. better it, there's better messages. Yeah. You could learn a lot more from Rugrats, too. One would say, like, having divorced parents, how to deal with it, having dead people in your life, how to deal with that. Like Kwanzaa. Yeah, <laughs> Kwanzaa. Borscht soup. I didn't even mm-hmm. know about borscht until I watched Rugrats. And that's the only reason I even know what that is. Yeah, Rugrats teach you a lot. It did. And the news uh, oddly doesn't. It doesn't mm-hmm. teach you much. <laughs> Not much of anything. They just lie and they tell you all the things you watch around. I guess that's that is the thing that pissed me off. What? The news. Yeah. And that's one of the most things that that all oh, the most mm, pro wrestling shit is that like Trump was so such a carny because it's such a fucking genius carny move to go. Hey, hey. These guys are fucking screwing you over and lying to you. Mm-hmm. I know because I work with them, but I won't lie to I you. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't like, do that. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I, lo- I mean, uh, as a fan of wrestling, I love that at least. <laughs> but yeah, he's the heel. High level heel work. Mm-hmm. High level heel work. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why he's in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, a lot, and a lot of people forget that. A lot of people forget out his involvement in uh in wrestling, in pro wrestling. Um, but the, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of that in a, well, in a lot of different facets as well is like the performative shit and, mm-hmm. um, like trying to, you know, act like 
trying to act like somebody's on your side just because they're talking shit about somebody that's on the other side and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. That's how friendships are made in high school. <laughs> yes, talking shit. That's the other reason why this podcast exists is because you, uh, you know, you generate friendships through things that you mutually dislike. Um, <laughs> but that is the thing that another thing that I do not like is when people base their personalities off of being anti other things. Like I don't. Right. It's not about what you love or what you enjoy. You base your whole personality. That's the thing I don't like about Tanya from Ninety Day Fiance. She's her, a negative Nancy. Her whole personality is just like I don't want to be typical like every other woman. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna wear a black wedding dress, but she looked horrible Oof. in. And then she also took off on the ninety days to go to Costa Rica for thirty days. Left her left her fiance behind. Yeah, that's rude. Just rude. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredibly rude. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so don't, be like, don't Tanya, like Tanya, guys. Yeah, don't be. <laughs> I'm getting that. Yeah, <laughs> and people like her. Um, yeah, I I think there's a big difference between like, um, especially, and that's what's also great about this is because I genuinely try to be positive all the time. Like, in a lot, sometimes it's way more work than others, mm-hmm. and um, because sometimes it's harder to bring levity to certain things. Um, and so whenever somebody's just constantly like, going, it's negative all the fucking time. It's just such a uh, it's such a feat to navigate. And uh, and I say that as a person who likes sad dudes. So like I've been doing the Lord's work for a very long time. I've been you know, I love a challenge. I love like how sad are you? What? Your dad just died. Mama's got you. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like I love being able to do that and not just on stage, but off stage. So uh, whenever people just constantly are trying to bum everybody out like that shit is just like that's my kryptonite it's my antithesis i can't do it my energy vampire yes yes yeah. they're just draining you they always got a problem like every day is a problem that's the worst is like you know yeah that is a pet peeve like when you go to someone you go how are you doing today and they give Ugh. you the like, yeah and you're well, like look listen like- motherfucker i know i wasn't really asking for the truth <laughs> you know i wasn't really asking for the truth just tell me I'm good, I'm great, or I'm fine. <laughs> and if I if you hit me with the I'm fine, I'm gonna know to leave you alone for the rest of the fucking day. Either that, or if it's somebody that's close enough, I'm fine is obvious that you're not fine. And then it's like, okay, if I have the time to go into this, let's go into let's this. Let's talk. Yeah, yeah, exactly, but don't but... come at me with the uh. <sighs> let me I the where to even start. It's yeah. like, well, start at home. <laughs> In the mirror, because you haven't done any of the work to get yourself prepared to leave your goddamn house. Yeah, don't put this shit on me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's not, and it's not just because, like, there's people who are legitimately depressed. And those people I usually give a pass to because it's chemical. Mm -hmm. But there's also people who have plenty of good things going on in their lives and still feel it necessary to only focus on the negative. And only focus on the things that's wrong. Because it's like, I've had, uh, like, I'm certain we've had mutual friends that have had something really cool happen to them. And it's like, oh, it's not the part I want. It's like, dude, you're making an obscene amount of money to play pretend. Shut your fucking mouth. You don't even go to acting class. Yeah, you did it. You faked your way through that shit, too. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Why are you mad? You don't get lines. You don't even go to fucking class. <laughs> Well, this fuck is are you the mad best at you? That you've ever we all off. get paid whether you do one lines or ten lines. Rick Glassman, kill the <laughs> fuck out. Damn, I didn't even know it was like that. But <laughs> oh, I love Rick. That was, but he was moody little bitch years ago about that stuff. I love Rick though. He's so talented. <laughs> 
But he like is. I said, I'm not afraid to talk shit. No, yeah, for sure. But he, And he's a perfect example because he is so fun and so silly. So he shouldn't be like that. You know, mm-hmm. he is so talented. There's no reason. If you were untalented well, I think it, the reason mediocre, is that, you know, we were new and scared. You don't know. And you're sure. like, oh, they're not laughing at these when I do these jokes and stuff. You're kind of like, I don't know what's up, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it was just that. But I was just like, man, you can't be so moody and like upset and also not going to class. Like, well, I think that's a there's a common I think there, there and this is just to jump off of that. But there's a common misconception that like. Because we're comedians, like off stage, we have to be this misanthropic, like moody, like I'm an artist, like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like no, you could just you could still be silly too. Like, yeah, I think that's come with age though for me, and also you know just having any money in my twenties was moody because I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna fucking live. I don't know <laughs> if I'm gonna fucking survive the next week. I right. don't have any money. Uh, and now, like no, truly, the best recipe for me chilling the fuck out has just been like. I go home and I'm like, oh, there's my house. There's my big, beautiful, big butted Canadian wife. And <laughs> there's my son. And you can see her big butt on his Instagram if you guys want to check it out. She's very gorgeous. <laughs> and it's just like, well, okay, who gives a shit if I had a bad set or if I didn't get a role or I didn't get a shit, you know? It's mm-hmm. just like, my life is fine. What's something that you do to kind of bring you back to perspective besides your wife's big ass? What's like <laughs> <laughs> besides your wife's Canadian gorgeous ass? What brings you back to center that gets you from like from being like ugh like because I and I witness that because of your podcast like you mm-hmm. do these positive affirmations which if I'm if I'm being completely honest in my twenties I thought was corny as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Me and, too. Yeah, and, and like that's been a thing that's like oh okay you it doesn't have to be corny. That's the other thing is positivity doesn't have to be corny. That's the thing that I've recently learned through all of this as well is you don't have to be cheesy and like cheddar. And it's always just like, hi, everybody. I am fucking dying on the inside. Like, you don't have to be that. You could genuinely go. I really want to focus on the things that are positive to get myself through everything like so what, what are some of the, like, what do you yeah, do? Yeah, I mean, do? but I think a, a lot of the most positive people come from the most negative backgrounds, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, to me, that's one of the things I do rely on, not only like the things that have happened to me positively, but also the things that I've been through in the past where I was like, you know, the single dad had my son when I was 20 years old and I was raising him by myself since he was like 12 years old and uh, no, no fucking money, no skill set, no fucking college. <laughs> so for me to be like, Oh shit, I fucking, I, this morning, this fucking morning, I played Tony Hawk pro skater with fucking Tony Hawk. (laughs) And I'm just like, how can I be pissed off at anything in my fucking life? I used to play Tony Hawk in a fucking drug house with people I did not know and didn't know why the fuck I was there or when I would have to leave. And now I play Tony Hawk with Tony Hawk. yeah (laughs) overcoming adversity remember the remembering all of the shit that you've done to get to the point where you're at you know yeah i think that's uh i think that's really great because there's been uh there's been plenty of times when i've been you know sitting in my car in the middle of fucking nowhere have a 16 hour drive feeling like so like there's also like really random beautiful gems that happen like i remember one time i think i was sitting in like the middle of nowhere illinois just like on the verge of tears or I'm actually might've been crying, like scrolling through my phone and then saw that somebody I went to a high school with was uh, getting, was arrested for double murder. Mm. And I was like, Oh yeah, things could have gone so much worse. 
I'm still getting to tell jokes for a living. This is still a great, like, this is a Ponzi scheme I got going on here that's working out. And the thing is, the only, the, the thing that is, it's like I'm, like I'm peddling joy, so uh, I don't feel bad about it. I like um, <laughs> you are. Pimpin' joy yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> pimpin' joy out. That's what I'm here for. And um, so that's like another thing, too, is when you see like how bad things could be, that also gives you a perspective. That's something that I've used. Uh, and not saying that you need somebody else to fail in order for you to feel good, but it's just like, man, I've made a, I've taken a lot of risks. I made a lot of choices, and they somehow worked out, and I need to be grateful for that. Sometimes it does feel good when other people fail, though. Especially when they're shitty, because this, this, like, you know, they were shitty. This piece of shit. Or yeah. you didn't even know sometimes, just recently. Like, I went somebody... to high school with Casey, Casey Anthony. So oh. I'm always going to be a better mom than her, you know? I went to high school with, the, and we had this principal who was like a real hypocritical dipshit who, like, got famous for implementing this snitching campaign Ugh. in school. Oh, where yeah, the fucking like, crime line, all that shit. Yeah, yeah, where you're like, oh, if you're, if you, you know, if you see anybody and they got drugs in their locker, you can get 50 bucks and things like that, which led to a lot of people planting drugs on other people. And Yeah, it's a new hustle. Thanks for yeah. that. Yeah. And he got all, like, a lot of recognition for it and stuff, but then he got, uh, then they found out later that he was sexually harassing and assaulting teachers and, and AIDS and stuff. And then I've I've read about that, and he got arrested. And then ten years later, he tried to get another job at a different high school in Oregon. And then somebody dug up all his info and was like, "Hold up, y'all want to fire this guy?" <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh man, I always hated that guy." This is just, this. That's been a great thing about some of these sexual assault cases is like, there's been people that I've had spidey senses about that I'm like, yeah, I don't like you. And then something comes out, and I'm like, "That's why." That's I just why. had that a couple days ago, For where real? something happened to somebody, and they had to pull their shit down. And then I was like, I twisted my wife. I was like, "See, I told you. I knew. I knew I didn't <laughs> like him for a good reason." I knew it was something. I knew yeah. it was something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you say who it is? Uh, I could. No, no, no. <laughs> it's right, it's right. But he dead now. <laughs> oh, if he's dead, you could totally say it then, right? No, I mean his career is. Oh. <laughs> Touche, touche. But it's also, you know. Yeah. No, I don't I like celebrating that type of No. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, it's not it's not good that the thing happened. It's just good that I was right about yeah, that. Yeah, just that my mm-hmm. intuition feels mm-hmm. good. That's to have your gut feeling good. reinforced. Yeah, oh, yeah. That is nice. I don't wish that anything happened to the, those victims of those horrible you know, crimes. <laughs> I think that's implied. I think anybody You still gotta say, say it no, these days. <laughs> We gotta make sure everybody's on the same page. Yeah, like, I don't want anything bad to happen. No, to any there will be. But the fact that something bad happened to somebody that's doing bad things, mm-hmm. I, I did celebrate a little bit. Yeah, the last <laughs> time I, I had something like that happen, and I tweeted about it, mm-hmm. and then they were like, "Oh, you're making fun of victims," and I was like, "No, no, no." And then I end up feeling so bad that I gave that person a thousand dollars, and I was like, "I can't do this again." Oh. <laughs> I have guilt thrown money at things as well. Yeah, that was too <laughs> I much. I feel so horrible. Here's some cash. I don't know why, but I don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. Like that was completely unintentional. I didn't wasn't. I'm not a bad person. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like they they took advantage of me of my kind heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's something that I don't fucking like. Uh, you ever you ever do like you ever being like doing a good deed or being a kind person and then you see somebody that just kind of side eyes you and like is either judging you for being good like they think it's self-serving or 
then they try to take advantage of the kindness that you're like admit like if you're i don't know for example if you were like passing out sandwiches to somebody or to you know it seems like you have a specific example (laughs) i'm trying to come up with one uh, because there's been like several of these instances where somebody like you're just doing something nice and then somebody's like oh can you can you do that more? Can you do like more? Oh, I saw I saw you were helping this person. Can you help me? Can you do this? Can you start and they just start asking for things because mm-hmm. they see just the fact that you're kind means that you're you easily like taken people, advantage yeah, of. Yeah, they mistake kindness for weakness. Yeah. It's classic. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't see it. I mean, I don't see why people would see that with you though. You got that jacket. You got <laughs> a lot of things that say don't fuck with me. <laughs> I mean, for those uh, who are just listening, I am wearing my brand new white denim jacket vest uh it's very 1980s i'm very excited about it yeah and, uh, because this is it that's 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 what it is i'm the sweetest cunt you've ever met you know like i will hurt your feelings if i need to but if uh if i don't man i'm fucking the sweet biggest sweetheart you've ever met it's, and like i think that's a really like lovely gray area to be where you're kind and you're a you try really hard to do the right thing and to be a good person um but i will fucking check you if you're fucking up i'll go i'll make sure nobody else is around i'm not trying to embarrass you but i will go hey i think you're fucking up. that's a good place to be <laughs> have strong boundaries well that's that what's weird is i don't have strong boundaries i uh i let everybody in like mm, and uh that's not good it's not <laughs> oh, you can work on that you can't let everybody in. They're going to track mud in there. <laughs> I'm cleaning all the time, Ron. I'm hey, Tony. <laughs> oh, Tony Henchcliffe, everybody. Tony Henchcliffe right here on the patio. You're oh, looking good, man. You're looking fucking good. <laughs> He's flexing. Yeah. Oh, look at you flexing. I can't tell because the muscles don't move at all. But you look good. You look good, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he's miming like anyone will be able to. Know <laughs> yeah, he, he's still performing. <laughs> the kid's always on. I love that about him. The kid's always on. You got a you got any conspiracy theories you're deep into? Uh, I mean, about what? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, what you, what what do you, you mean? What's nothing the that I'm keeping one? track of. What's the one you're of? the most like into? Or do you oh, of course, this that just, just, just Trump is a Russian agent trying to d- destroy our our fucking structure. That's my favorite one so far. <laughs> trying to figure out who else is involved. Yeah, he can't even pull. Mitch off. McConnell's involved, definitely. <laughs> I don't know who else yet. <laughs> You're working. You're trying to I'm working it out. It out. Yeah. I, I read th- this bizarre um this bizarre article about how um like. QAnon and like a lot of conspiracy theories follow the same kind of map um, as far as structure goes as like an ARG, like an alternate reality game Mm -hmm. um, where you kind of create a narrative and then it's the game itself is you to figure out, figure it out. And then there's so there's like tiny bits of information that you have to connect all like and that's how the game works. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they they parallel it to a lot of different uh, conspiracy theories. And it's like, okay, so in order, another form of entertainment is for you to create something that doesn't really exist that you yourself figured out. Yeah, no, it is fun. And I can tell you do acid from how you put together that sentence. (laughs) Um, 
<laughs> Touche. Big fan of hallucinogens. I think everybody here knows that. Uh, big fan. Uh, yeah, yeah. Open your third eye, Ron. Right. Dig around. Well, and uh, how do you? Are, are you? Oh, how do you feel about psychedelics? Are you pro or anti psychedelics? Yeah, I mean, I'm pro for sure, but I usually just stick to like mushrooms. I don't. I've never done acid mm-hmm. in my life. I'm, I don't. I'm. I think another thing I'm usually get is just like against this man man made product really right like um any type of drug that's man-made that's why i think i usually stick with weed and and mushrooms yeah so no ecstasy no meth no heroin i get it Mm -hmm. that makes sense um i'm all that's been i've been pushing mushrooms for ever been i've been such a huge proponent i actually don't have anything negative to say about it like i wish there was one i guess a weird shit every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll that'll ruin it. Makes your you stomach upset. Ache, yeah, you yeah. get a little stomach upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, I've been. Oh, do the adults not say tummy aches? You say stomach upset. <laughs> you can say tummy ache. Okay. <laughs> I was just agreeing with you. It's well, just you the just truth. said it in a very t- clinical term. My tone was misread. I didn't mean it like that. That's something else I fucking hate is when I just say something, then people take it a type of way, and I don't mean it that way. Sometimes I do say things a type of way, though, so I get it. He's that way. <laughs> but yeah, I know I love. I'm pro drugs in general. Mm-hmm. I think they could be. They're great. You think they should people. all be legal, or uh, I'm not that. I'm not like Eric Andre. Like legalize everything. Yeah, I'm not like usually. That's like always that. a bit much. That seems like much to me. I don't see why uh, the pros of heroin. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can make a good album, but yeah. other than that, you might also die. Yeah. Really <laughs> but like drugs you can't od from yes <laughs> uh and i always hated that how they tried to make it sound like you could od on on like mushrooms and weed and stuff mm-hmm. like that where it's just like no i've tried yeah but if it could happen it would have happened it to me by now and for there sure. would be footage of it mm-hmm. it's <laughs> that's not happening no the worst thing that happened is like you eat a half a pie and sleep for most of the day yeah <laughs> That's true. Before before everything was like regulated, uh, I remember edibles being way oh, more scary yeah. than they than they you are just now. Didn't know. You just did not know. It's that's still even with them being regulated. I, that's still scary for me because sometimes, like you know, fifty milligrams from one place feels completely different than fifty milligrams from another place. That's true. That's let's talk about drug chat. Okay. <laughs> How come some places like my favorite type of edibles are the ones that like. Put you in like a like a nice warm bath where they're like, mm-hmm. oh, we're just gonna lower you in, and, and then you're gonna slowly be like, oh, I'm really high. And then there's some of them where like they just drop you into a void, and you're just like, oh fuck, I didn't know I was high. And I now didn't know I'm high. Gonna go to the shit. Matrix. I'm yeah. in public. Fuck, you yeah, should have prepared me rough. for this. You put why, there. Why isn't that warning on the label? Why isn't that fucking war- like you may be dropped into the void if you take these edibles? Because then I'm not saying they shouldn't exist. I'm just saying let a bitch know so I can prepare for how to take this. Yeah, like, you gonna hold my hand or mm-hmm. you gonna push me into the street? Yes. What are you doing? Just let me know. Either way, I'm okay with it. But let me know the experience I'm about to have. Mm-hmm. I've been all. doing a lot of edibles during yeah? this time period. Why is that? Because it makes the time go away. That's true. It's true. It does like it, edibles are the one thing where it's like uh, it makes me appreciate breath. Does that mm-hmm. is that too hippie? Yeah, for no, I do about? get yeah. that. <laughs> where you're just like, no, I lit up when you said that. Yeah, 
man, that feels really good. Oh, I know. The other day, I like because I got these nerd ropes from 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 Gifted Gab. They were like four hundred milligrams each. You had. Oh wow. yeah. yeah, I did. I took a piece of it and didn't realize how strong it yeah. was. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm glad I took it towards the end. So by the time I got home, I was just <laughs> I was just holding my fucking table like. <sighs> yeah. This is a lot. This is yeah, a lot. Yeah, but I took a lot of it and I had these very strong weed cookies. I was mixing with them and. And I would just lay in bed and I'd just be like, you know what? If I was in my teens or 20s, mm-hmm. I would think I need to call the hospital right now. <laughs> but I'm a grown man and I know I just need to breathe. What a symbol. <laughs> dude, what a symbol of growing up is like, no, no, I'm not having a heart attack. I just ate too much and it took 200 I milligrams worth this. of weed. This is only going to be a couple of hours. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to sleep in late. <laughs> I'm going to feel weird when I wake up, like I'm hungover, even though I didn't drink or Mm -hmm. I have this kind of weird fuzzy head, but I'm eventually going to be okay. I'll have a little bit of caffeine, take the edge off. I'll be all right. Yeah, I I like weed hangovers because then it's just like I'm going like, oh, I really did something last night. (laughs) I really pushed it to the limit. If I got a weed hangover. Yeah, if it's a residual the next day, like that's heavy. That's heavy. Yeah, but then it sucks because then your tolerance gets all fucked. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's why I don't. That's the other reason why I don't fuck with them as much. It's like I have to be prepared for it. Like I love a light little 10 milligram where I'm just like, ooh, what's going on? What's going on? Mm -hmm. Is there anything about weed that you don't like? Um, no, <laughs> really. I like most of it. I used to hate the process of getting it, of course, hmm. dealing with dealers and shit like that. But because it was um, shady and consistent, yeah, I guess showed up on time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If it was a holiday or like you know, you want weed on like on holidays, Fourth of July, Christmas, shit yes, like that. Of course. But then you had to always like, oh, I need to get hold of my dealer two or three days in advance because I know they might be going out of town mm-hmm. or they're doing some shit, you know. I always hated stuff like that, but now it's pretty chill. The only thing I don't like is still the fact that, you know, dealing with stigmas and shit and people being like dumb stoner and so like, like that truly is oh, one you'd of be my dumb, lazy, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like, uh, that's excuse what, me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I love about Amsterdam. Like, truly, like, it's one of my favorite places to go. And it's not just because we do, I mean, we're legal here, mm-hmm. but that stigma does not exist there. Like, it's told no one ever is like, you know, if you drop something, they're like, "Oh, you're too stoned." Like yeah. that never comes up. Like that's like one of the um few pet peeves conversations I had with my wife recently because she doesn't really smoke at all. She'll do like five milligrams at a, a at an event that she's bored. Like if I take her to a wrestling show and she's bored shitless, right? She'll be like, "Oh, to give okay, me five okay. milligrams." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, let my brain play, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but. For the most part, she doesn't smoke. So then, like, sometimes I'll go get high in the office and come back, and then she'll be like, Oh, how high are you right now? And I had to be like, Hey, don't ever ask me that. Like, don't, don't ever There's ask also me no that. gauge. There's no Richter scale for how high you are. Yeah. There's no way to. There's no way to communicate that with another person, especially mm-hmm. if they're not high. And then she'd always get pissed, but I always would just go, Medium. <laughs> <laughs> just enough, babe. Just, just enough. <laughs> medium high right now. The only thing that I don't like uh, about weed is that um, if if I'm high, and this is only if I'm already high, if I'm already high and I'm late or I'm in a rush, I will forget that I am in a rush while I'm in the middle of being in a rush. And then I'll remember it and be like, fuck, I'm still oh, late. Yeah, you know, I, a double, <laughs> double fear. Double fear. Yeah, that's the only time. That, and, and being reminded of that fear 
uh, after I have allowed myself to forget about it. Like, that's mm-hmm. the shit that I don't fucking like about that. And the only thing I guess as I get older, the only thing I don't like is noticing that, like, I can't do everything high. That I like that I am sometimes better at things sober. Sober. Mm-hmm. And I don't like admitting that. Yeah. And so I don't I don't. What's like the thing? That. What's the thing that you do better sober? Um... Most everything. <laughs> <laughs> it just stand up like... acting uh voiceovers <laughs> i do them all better sober that's so fucking awesome <laughs> not podcast <laughs> no you gotta be high to do a podcast you gotta be yeah you gotta feel good about form? everything that you're gonna yeah. say yes absolutely oh. long form life stream of consciousness that's yeah. a perfect combination that is true to like skill set though they get going like you know like even now like you can say things and you expect like a big laugh and you don't get anything right mm. you just got to keep talking and i think that's something that like doing more online like zoom shows and, and podcasts has really helped me be like, just keep my rhythm, you know? Yeah. I think that's very helpful. That's something from watching your show with Maria really helped me focus. on. Um, Oh, cool. Well, that's awesome. Uh, well, that's a, that's the thing, man, is Maria Bamford is a fucking inspiration. To everybody, whether they realize it or not, like she's so incredible. Um, not to stray too much, but I just fucking, yeah, she's one of those people where, um, she does anything and she just puts her entire heart and soul into it. And it's just like being able to do that, never half-assing anything um, and, and being fearless, even though she is riddled with fear. Like that's a, that's a person that uh, I, I definitely always look up to for, for inspiration where it's just like, yeah, but Maria, I think that's we what we're it. talking about. That's someone mm-hmm. who often has to deal with things that are bigger than like the industry, bigger than comedy, yeah. bigger than getting turned down dealing with your mental health, dealing with, um, you know, family, stuff like that. That's like, that's true work. And so then it kind of sometimes makes you fearless in other things. You know? mm-hmm. That's at least what I see in her. Absolutely. No, that's, uh, that's very real for sure. You got anything else you hate before we wrap this bitch up? Uh, I mean, I hate a lot of things. I hate. Uh, you want to do a rapid fire? What oh, I like? currently hate how many how how white women are culturally appropriating that that WAP song. They just all about it and oh, they take that yeah. over. Yeah, I don't like that. Even <laughs> my wife does it. And I so in fact, I go, you know, you're fucking doing. You're still in culture right now. So I hate that, but also I just like to let people have their fun. So I just keep that. To it's myself. true. Everybody wants to think they got a wop, you know. Yeah. Um, some people don't, and they still sing the song and feel good about themselves. But at the at the end of the day, lube exists. Like, so if you do, if you got a dry ass pussy, like you could still always lube it up. You can. That's true. That's just life. I mean, it doesn't make the, per- the that guy probably don't feel great about what he's doing. <laughs> I've never had that problem, so I've never owned lube, so I've never fucking had that. But I, I imagine that's well, gotta you be need difficult. For the butt, right? Huh? Yeah. For the butt. <laughs> you. I'm a top, Bron. There's no, like, <laughs> <laughs> I need the lube for you. You know what I mean? And the mm-hmm. royal you, not you, but like no, the, you no. know, yeah, you get it. Yeah, I'm taking. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> You can't fuck my butt. <laughs> but I'm getting the bottom bunk is what I mean. Um But what do you so what do you mean? You don't think white women should enjoy the song? Or no, they can enjoy the song. They love the song and enjoy it. But it's just so fun to me, like how many different like um 
I guess, takeoffs of it or, or repurposing of it mm-hmm. I see it happen. But, but I think I'm just kind of sensitive to that as I've seen, just in general, there's a lot of, like you see in feminism, you see in a lot of things where like, um, or Black Lives Matter, where like black women are like at the forefront and are at the beginning of creating things and then they're kind of like, oh, this is ours now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for making this for us. Yeah. Just robbing black women. I mean, th- I mean, of the people being opp- opp- oppressed, uh, black women always get the fucking shit end of the stick, uh, which is fucked up because like those that's where I learned my confidence from was from like, for example, is like. Celia Cruz is a Afro-Cuban uh, salsa performer. And when I was a kid, I used to watch. She was this big, fat, fucking incredibly talented, confident, still sexy, even though mm-hmm. she was weird looking. Like, she was this big, bad bitch that I was just like, wow, like, I want that. Because I was like a chubby little kid, you know? And I was like, you know, and she was doing the kind of music that my family all listened to and shit like that. And I was just like, oh, you could just, you could just feel good about, you could just feel good about yourself and put out something that's dope and people will still like you. Like, Mm -hmm. so there's always been, uh, and not even just like that, there's always been women like that. That's where I learned that from. I I remember I used to do a bit when I first started doing stand-up about how I would be honest about how I was jealous of black women because they could wear yellow. And I couldn't do that. Like, if I wear yellow, I look like I have jaundice. Like, and if they were, like, they look exotic. Like and, a beautiful and just, bumblebee. Yes, they look like, <laughs> yes! And I could never be a bumblebee. And it was the same kind of thing. And I, and I think people would be, specifically white women, would be less weird around black women if they would just acknowledge the things that they love about them. Like, I, I also used to do a bit about how I had Afro envy. Like, I remember when I was in, uh, when I was in second second or fourth grade I begged my mom to get a perm because I wanted an afro so bad and my mom didn't know like she was just like you're an idiot but she and she did it and then my hair did I didn't have an afro because I'm not Mm -hmm. black and then (laughs) but it was still like um it was just one of the and I remember I was on the road and there was this woman with this huge fro that was sitting right in the front row and I just told her, I just told her, like, I wish I had that. I think that's so gorgeous. Like, if I had a dick, I would want to fuck it. Like, it's so fucking hmm. beautiful to me. And so because I was honest about it, I never felt the need to grab a chick's hair. Like, I was also the chick that got into fights with other people at bars because they were doing shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. when we would all go out, there would always be some drunk. There was always a drunk blonde, specifically blonde, for some reason. I don't know why. But statistically, in, in my experience, it's always been drunk blonde white women that would grab my friend's hair and then I would lose my shit, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Because then it's also, you're desecrating the art that I fucking love so Mm -hmm. much. Um, Yeah, I used to hate that until I went to school to Oregon and a lot of, you know, white kids would always want to touch your hair and stuff. Now I learned to use that to my advantage later. How so? How do you? Because you learning to pick out white women that were really cute, but also clearly had a black fetish. And then I would be like, okay, (laughs) I'm going to take advantage of this for. Okay, that's something I don't like. Is how come if you fuck everybody, right? If you Mm -hmm. fuck everybody, then a lot of times black dudes will be like, "How many black dudes you you ever been with a black dude? How many black dudes you been with?" Like, and and then I always go. You're not a fetish anymore. Sorry, you're just a fucking dude. Like it is. It's you're not special. What do you mean in general or for you? Uh, I mean in general, but all. But no, it is a fetish. But, in, in for, yes, for but I meant for me mm-hmm. because it was like it wasn't like ooh, I'm gonna fuck a black guy. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. like that. It was like oh, no, that's fine. But I'm talking about like no, I dated girls who we like. I would sleep with them, and then afterwards they would be like. 
I just want to tell you, I'm sorry. <laughs> just apologize randomly for what? What are for what my people have done for you? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so what you're saying is you would fetishize women who would fetishize you? I wouldn't fetishize them. I just knew they were easy pickings. I mean, if I was single <laughs> right now, I'd be killing it. It's a, it's rampant right now. Oh yeah, I know. I protested with those women. <laughs> oh yeah, I would be out there just getting numbers if I was single. Just a, a I know that's I know I'd be crushing it right, right. now. I guess the frustration for me was just like uh, like not everybody thinks you're a fetish. Like, dude, it's just like no. I think you got a dope personality. You smoke yeah, you no, that's good. That's yeah. good. That's but good. Still, <laughs> yeah. The assumption is the shit that bothers me, and so then I'm uh, inherently mad at those women mm-hmm. for doing that because I, I don't want to be assumed that that's my shit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You just like I just like to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to fuck. So I know. Like... I heard your bit. <laughs> Do like to fuck? That's Who doesn't? <laughs> there are people that that's that are, true, right? The asexuals—that's a—that's a—that's a, a demographic of human beings that I'm very fascinated by, just because it's so the opposite of me. Where yeah, you guys—you seem like you got a strong, like you have a, just a presence of just like. <laughs> Like Roz on fucking Frasier. <laughs> wait, like who? Like Roz. <laughs> Roz, which Roz? From I wasn't she the lady on Frasier that fucking? Oh, sh- I thought you were the- saying like the old bitch from fucking Monsters Inc. I was like, damn, it's <laughs> fucking harsh, dude. Like, fuck. That would be that would be rude. <laughs> no, be- Roz is beautiful. I was like, give me back my drugs. Fuck you. <laughs> no, not that lady. Roz is beautiful. Yeah, she liked to get it in, which yeah. I appreciate. Um, you want to plug anything before we wrap this bitch up? Uh, sure. Uh, Man, there's so many things. By the way, I finally started watching Harley Quinn. Okay, and uh, incredible as as is profession, Mister Shark. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry, I remember. Don't the name. talk to you about cartoons at all. Uh, yeah, I play King Shark and Harley King Quinn. Shark, That's bad. a good thing I like that people can watch. Um, I'm. Uh, host of a game show called Nice One on Quibi that not you know not a lot of people seem to be pro Quibi, but it, you can do wait f- why because I don't know why it just got popular to dunk on them because they, they weren't didn't come out the gate strong you know because of the pandemic and everything but <laughs> it's I was hard for you too <laughs> yeah that's why I felt but I just like they giving me money please support them. <laughs> 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 they're like we're not what's what was the other one that went that went under that started with an s what was so they're yeah. like we're, we swear we're not CISO. we yeah. swear we're not CISO. i mean CISO is great they gave a lot of my friends their first jobs they fucking bought my wrestling cartoon the only fucking place that ever i ever pitched a wrestling thing and they were like yeah we get it absolutely yeah here's some money make it yeah mm-hmm. yeah so man i like that type everybody everybody needs somebody to give them their first first chance you know yeah and i, I so i appreciate that shit so people can check out that i'm sure there's a two-week free trial yeah, i was gonna say there's a fucking free trials too check so you out. can you can get the thing and use it for two weeks watch all yeah. of it binge, binge it. it in 40 minutes exactly <laughs> you can watch all episodes eight episodes in 40 minutes <laughs> and i still got paid regular price <laughs> That is why they should support. That is absolutely why they should support Quibi is because they're giving you the real money. True. Um, oh, yeah. I never asked you what you have a favorite cartoon. 
of all time. Mm-hmm. Or give me top five. If oh, one is too yeah, much. a few. I can give you a few. Besides um, fucking Patty, not movies, but TV. TV like, shows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Animated series. Um, uh, That I'm watching currently would be like, I love Avatar, The Last Airbender. That's mm-hmm. like, like if you, if I'm in, if I'm the right level of high, mm-hmm. that's like, that's my religion. Like I'm like, oh, I'm an airbender. That's like, okay. that's my religion. I believe in what they're talking about and the balance between the spiritual and the physical world okay. and how things you got to just, I mean, there's a whole lot of shit going on in Avatar. I can't explain <laughs> it if you, if you are uninitiated. Uh, so that's one of my favorite cartoons of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman, the animated series, mm-hmm. is dope, which is why I'm like really stoked about Harley Quinn because it's kind of like that. That was super jarring for me because I didn't, I guess I just didn't realize because I watched the Batman, the animated series. So I thought Harley Quinn was going to be a, an extension of that. And then, you know, I saw how violent and uh, <laughs> vulgar it was. And then at first I like I grasped at my pearls that I wasn't wearing. And then I was like, Oh no, this is for me. I like this. Because mm-hmm. I remember uh when I was a kid, I don't know if, if you remember watching Cool World, mm-hmm. that was like the first time I saw cartoons be bad. Yeah. You know? And uh, and to have a full moral compass and not just be like one note caricatures. Yeah, that's one of the, the first times I wanted to have sex with cartoons. Same same. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess the very first time would have been Jessica Rabbit. Same as well. She was the that was the first chick I was ever like, I would fuck. That was her. my first crush. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, Jessica same. Rabbit. Yep. I was like, I don't know about I was going. I know you're not real. You a cartoon, but those <laughs> curves are real. <laughs> Them curves is real. I don't even care if you don't have the other eye. I just want to fuck. <laughs> Jessica Rabbit was the first time I was ever like, maybe I don't just like boys. <laughs> <laughs> um. So okay. So you have uh, Avatar, Avatar, Airbender, Batman, Batman the, the anime yeah. series. Uh, let's see what else. The Simpsons. Is there yeah. a cartoon that you absolutely hated? That was uh, when you watched and you were like, "Fucking never again." Yeah, there's shit ton of cartoons I hated. Like, like what? Um, I would just. I mean, that my like my family forces me to watch. Like my son, my son and my wife both are huge, huge fans of Family Guy, and I never really got into that show. Like I never. Really. Never. Yeah, but the, they love it. Like they mm-hmm. both, my my wife and my son, huge fans of it. I even took my son to a table read of it, and I was just like, I just never. I get. And then she was. Then you or your wife, you're like, I need an edible. This is the wrestling <laughs> event. I could care less. About. I mean, I respect it, and I like right. the people there. They're cool people, you mm-hmm. know. Um, also, I guess that's another one of my pet peeves is when people, because then they send me that I sound like Cleveland from the Cleveland show, which is not true at all. I do not sound, I do not sound like Cleveland. You have sound nothing like at Cleveland. At all, but I sound, apparently it was enough of a rumor that when they were recasting Cleveland for the Cleveland show, they sent me an audition. And I was just like, that's just not true. Yeah. <laughs> No, you don't sound anything like Cleveland because no. I watched the Cleveland show. No, sorry. No. You don't. <laughs> I, I was like, that. this is more racist than him being a white guy. It's like, <laughs> now you feel that you can sign me to pretend to be the black guy that was just a white guy pretending to be a black guy? Yeah. I'm not that. I'm a real black guy. Yeah, I'd prefer the white guy doing the black guy voice over On you. On that? Yeah, yes, absolutely. I do. Because mm-hmm. Cleveland is the white person's... I, idea of what a non-threatening black guy is yeah like it's not a black character written from a black perspective 
It's, oh. I think it's painfully obvious, yeah. and that's not a slight against Seth MacFarlane. No, not I think, at all. Yeah, I think it's uh, that character—that's mm-hmm. that's what that character is. Yeah, I uh, they that Family Guy for me was that was like a that was like my church, and not because it was I needed it, but it was that was the one consistent thing. Anytime I was on the road, no matter where I was, mm-hmm. at the end of the night, I could turn on Adult Swim, and that shit was always on. So it was like mm-hmm. when it was like the only constant. In all of my movement that happened. That so, was Byron Allen for me. Oh, really? He was always on the comedy.tvs and doing his Byron yeah. Allen show when I was on the road. So then one day when they were like, do you want to do the Byron Allen show? And I was like, fuck yeah, I want to see how this goes. And it was just as insane as I thought it would be. Dude, it was, to me, that show was like how morning, how crazy morning radio is because all of the setups were so contrived and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And oh, I like, still to this day remember one of his segues to me. It was one of the most insane things I'd ever heard in my life. He was like, Ron, I hear you're okay with gay people. <laughs> <laughs> that was always so crazy to me because the, bef- the one before that would be like, so you like macaroni and cheese. So you don't hate gay people. So like it was just none of the fucking connections would make any sense. I'm like, what a fucking what what a collage. Yeah. I mean, of that's insanity. a fucking Saturday Night Live or Mad TV sketch that just <laughs> waits waiting to happen. Of just, but that show is literally just like an insane man just yes. saying random things to you, and you're supposed to respond. Hey man, he, that guy owns an island. Oh, I'm not saying he's he's no, fucking he's he, one of my personal amazing. heroes. Like, <laughs> I don't know much about him, but like I I, I when he go, does speeches and shit, I watch him because he's and when I was there and just seeing that his mom was in charge of everything and mm-hmm. like there's some shit I was like, man, I got a lot of I have a lot of respect for Byron Allen. That's awesome. Any other cartoons besides Family Guy that you're like is trash or you don't think Family Guy is trash? You just don't like? No, is there any of what's trash. the one that you think is trash? I think it's trash. I don't know, just because I don't watch them. Yeah. I, whatever I'm into, I, I'm going to check it out and because and, I like it, you know? Yeah. So there's not many ones I can just be like, this cartoon just fucking sucks. None, um, I mean, watching fucking... No, Beast Wars. Transforming Beast Wars is actually not bad. There's some, <laughs> there's some Power Rangers series that are really horrible that I've watched with my son. Yeah, I can't. Those are can't really, those. really bad. Um, but did you watch Power Rangers as a kid? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I loved it. Greeny, one of my first crushes as well. So so good. Uh, Yeah, it's the best. Yes. So then, was that? I think that's why it was. Is I was so precious about the show itself that when um that when it came out, uh, I was just I was like when the animated thing came out, I was just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I always hated Digimon because I was like, I'm. Fucking you cheat copying Pokemon. Pokemon, yeah. I don't give a fuck, but I know pocket monsters. I don't know about <laughs> no digital monsters. Yeah, I hear with that shit. And all your monsters look scary. Yeah, None we, of them. They don't even start Tamagashis. off cute. We don't need a cartoon series about it. <laughs> no. Yeah, there were sometimes where they would come out with shit where I'm like, I, this is almost insulting to me at this point, you know? Yeah, but there's a lot of kids I know grew up off that Digimon. They mm-hmm. love it. They swear by that Digi. I hate it. <laughs> but to me, that was like how, like, uh, my friend Ricky always had this bit about how, like, everybody had laser tag and, and he's had, he had laser tech. And so his laser tech didn't go with any of his friends. That's funny. It didn't, it never worked with him. So they could play laser tag together and he would just have to be, like, shooting himself. With it, mm, which that still was... sounds like an affluent community. 
where you're like, let's all get together and and buy lasers. <laughs> well, he didn't couldn't because he yeah. had lasers. Well, he still had the off brand. <laughs> Anything else you want to plug before we go? Oh, well, you're yeah. good. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on. I had uh, such a splendid time uh, laughing with you. Yeah, I like always like chatting with you. You are my um our new version in friendships. One of my favorite things of this year. Nice. Uh, same. So that's incredible. Make sure you guys follow Mr. Ron Funches if you don't already, which I don't know how you couldn't. Uh, he's doing so many wonderful things at Ron Funch, right? On Instagram, yeah, just Ron Funches on Twitter. Um, you know, I'm around. <laughs> he's around. He is in probably any animated uh thing that you're currently enjoying. Animated. You got a lot of animation. Yeah, going. That's awesome. I'm trying to still that do that live action though. It's so weird. That's, that's the weirdest thing is like. If I could just get people in different parts of my career to know the other parts exist, <laughs> I would be crushing it. But I go and do these voiceovers, and they're like, "You're a comedian," <laughs> and you're like, "Yes." And then yeah, you know, like, "Oh, you act." <laughs> you, know what's, <laughs> you know what's funny is like that. That was like a fun like little thing that Comedy Central's doing is Lofi. I've actually like low key really enjoyed Lofi. There these sh- these animated shorts. Lofi's that Comedy my Central's favorite doing. shit right Dude, now. Dude, Lofi is so fun. It's about a manatee that's at a zoo that sells weed. <laughs> Yeah, in no, the stories yeah. from that perspective and it's so fucking silly that's my favorite thing i'm involved with right now just because i love bobby moynihan i love all the people involved and like that you know that's the things that i grew up loving were these just incoherent weird stoner cartoons yes and now i'm in one and it's fucking funny and it's good and like my wife like you know my wife again and even smoke much weed she's like she's like this is i think the best thing you've ever been in <laughs> <laughs> Uh, guys thank you so much for listening thank you for the people who are watching live thank you to the the world famous comedy store for having me here you guys have been so amazing thank you so much to Ron Funches guys a round of applause for Ron Funches Uh, you guys are all so incredible you are so incredible Mr. Funches I appreciate you obliging me and uh, bullshitting with me and uh, you know fucking sharing a mic with me you're fucking incredible make sure you guys are following the pod at no sir pod on Instagram and Twitter follow me at the funny Carmen make sure you're following uh, Ron Funches at Ron Funches on Twitter at Ron Funch on Instagram you guys are wonderful fucking be nice to each other don't be cunts unless you have a reason to be and thank you so much for your time I'll see you guys next week bye bye no sir I don't like it no sir I don't like it no sir, I don't like it. No sir, I don't like it. No sir, I don't like it. What the fuck is the fucking matter? What the I don't like it. I don't want your life. No, sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. No, sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. No, sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. No, sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. No, sir, I don't like it. I don't want